Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host. I'm Shemaine Linney. I'm an integrative health practitioner, nutritional therapist, and certified iridologist. I'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. Today, we welcome another very special guest. But before I introduce him, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. Okay, so today, help me welcome Dr. Yug Varma. He is co-founder and CEO of Phyla, the world's most advanced probiotic acne system. I know a lot of you are going to be very interested to hear what Dr. Varma has to say. Uh, especially around the topic of acne. Dr. Varma has 10 plus years of experience in microbiome research, including an extensive background in bioorganic chemistry, microbiology, and synthetic biology. Dr. Varma received his scientific training and several distinguished academic institutions, including John Hopkins, the University of California, San Francisco, and his scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, including Nature. Dr. Varma's mission is to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases, and he works tirelessly to achieve the goal with a microbiome-based technology platform. We are very happy to have you with us, Dr. Varma, for a piece of your day to educate us on all things acne, bacteria, microbiome. So welcome. Thank you, Shemaine. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So before we delve into the biochemistry and all that fun stuff, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into this area of health and science? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as you said in your um, intro, I'm my background is I'm a scientist. Um, and I've actually been studying the microbiome, doing research on it for about 13 years now. Um, and, you know, the microbiome is this young field where we, uh, it's unique or it's special in a way that it's a very young field, but it's captured the imagination of, of not just scientists and the research community, but, but people as well. Mm. Um, and it's been really amazing to me to see how fascinated people have been with uh, news about the microbiome, trying to integrate those findings into their lives. Um, and I think that's really important. Uh, and the reason, one of the reasons that I started this company was um, to really enable that uh, in a way that wasn't satisfying to me in academia, where you know our job is to find basic science principles, uncover new discoveries and, and interesting things. But I felt like we needed to take those learnings and those insights and create a product, right? Bring that into the real world so that it can impact people's lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was one of the you know, reasons that Phyla was born. Um, I mean, the other one is that I've been following this other very powerful technology called Phage Technology, which is the basis of our company for an even longer time, for about 18 years. 
And um, what I, you know, realized is that uh, places like acne or eczema, uh, skin conditions where people, you know, suffer tremendously, mm -hmm. uh, they don't have good resources or solutions for them, even though, you know, it's been decades and decades since the last innovation in acne, it's been 40 years. Um, and I felt like that was a really powerful point to take a stand, make a difference and, and really build out this technology so it could touch people's lives. Thank you. Well, it, it definitely is a very fascinating field. And the whole notion of good health is a very hot topic for at least the last five, 10 years. So if you don't mind, before we go on, because I know, believe it or not, some people don't know what the microbiome is. What is microbiome? So most people don't realize and appreciate that we have a rainforest in our body. Uh, we have an invisible rainforest. And uh, the rainforest is invisible because its trees are made up of microbes, bacteria, viruses, and fungi. So there's this whole ecosystem that lives in our body, in our gut. You know, we're most familiar with the gut microbiome, but also on our skin and other parts of our body. Now, just like a rainforest, its strength is in its diversity and it protects us. It protects our skin, it protects our gut and prevents us from getting sick. Now, when we're healthy, right, like you and I may be healthy, but our, our microbiomes may look very different. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's okay, because they'll share a very important trait in common, which is that they are in balance. So a balanced, diverse, resilient microbiome results in health. What happens when we get a disease, usually caused by bacteria, is that one bacteria overgrows and causes an imbalance in the microbiome. And our body senses that. Our body's actually very in tune with what's on our skin, in our gut, et cetera. And when it detects an imbalance, it starts throwing off inflammation. And in the case of acne, that's all it is. It's inflammation caused by our body because of an imbalance in the microbiome. So when we get that imbalance, our goal should be to you know, rebalance our microbiome, bring it back into that state of health. Now, because one bacteria overgrows, we forget that there are other bacteria in our microbiome as well that are very healthy, right? And so then the question is, in order to get back to balance, what is better? Is it better to kill the bad bacteria and the good bacteria, trying to kill everything else? Like an antibiotic or, would. Exactly. As an antibiotic would, in the case of acne, that's what benzoyl peroxide does, you know, retinoids, they all have this function. Okay. They all go after bacteria, but they're not specific. Mm. Or the more elegant solution, the more targeted solution is kill only the bad bacteria, the one that's causing the disease, bring, it le bring its level down and balance the microbiome so that the microbiome can grow healthier and protect you as well. So two questions. Do we only have one whole microbiome or do we have multiple different microbiomes? And then the second question, if you don't mind, is so acne is an inflammatory response. If we take a step back, is that we get this imbalance in bacteria that then creates an immune response, which then creates the inflammatory cytokines and all. Yeah, so to answer your first question, they're completely different, right? So going back to the rainforest analogy, there are different kinds of forests all over the world, right? And even different kinds of rainforests. The rainforests in the Himalayas are different from the ones in the Amazon and so on. Um, and so, for example, the gut microbiome consists mostly of anaerobes, 
things that grow without oxygen because there's no oxygen in the gut. Whereas in the skin, there are a lot of aerobes, which are, you know, um, air-loving bacteria, oxygen-loving bacteria. Further, in our skin, there are different types of skin. So there's chiefly three skin microbiomes. Uh, one is the sebaceous or the oily microbiome, and that's our face, our upper chest, our upper back. Mm -hmm. um, and that is basically where our oil glands are uh, highly active. And, and because of the presence of that oil, that results in the growth of certain unique bacteria. So that's your sebaceous microbiome, also the microbiome incidentally that is involved in acne. Mm. Um, the other microbiome on our skin is the dry microbiome, which is our legs, our arms, our torso, pretty much most of our skin. And then there's the wet microbiome, which is our armpits, our groin region, anywhere where it's kind of, you have creases in the skin and they're moist, right? Like, mm. so even the creases of your elbows, the back of your knees, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so these are the three uh, uh, sort of variations of microbiomes in the skin. And you know, you'll notice that no one gets acne on their elbow or their knee. They get it on their face or their chest or their back. And the reason for that is that the unique bacterial composition at those places is connected and drives the disease. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where everyone either the jaw. Well, a lot of my clients will be the jawline for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then so it's the bacteria come out of balance and that then launches an immune response. That's right. And the, the our immune system is very closely monitoring what's happening in the skin and they're constantly pulling down stuff, sensing stuff. When they detect an overgrowth, that's when they put out inflammation again, to try to kill the, the overgrowth of the bacteria from their side or to, to prevent its infiltration. And that is what causes acne. That is what acne is. It, it's a pimple. A pimple is an inflammation. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question. What exactly is acne? So the pore becomes inflamed and then it fills with like a protective poison? Yeah, I mean, your body's trying to isolate and neutralize the overgrowth of bacterium in that pore, right? Um, now, let's talk about what the microbiome on our face is made of. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, I mean, your microbiome looks different than mine, probably, but I can guarantee you we have a, you know, highly dominant, more than half of the bacteria on our face are C. acnes or QT bacterium acnes. Now, this is a very unique microbe that grows pretty much only on our skin, uh, but it's highly prevalent on our skin because it's really mastered how to live in that environment. Um, obviously, saying that you and I both have this bacterium and it's responsible for acne, we don't have acne, right? Which must mean that our bacteria are in balance in our microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when that bacteria overgrows, it causes inflammation, and once you re reduce its growth be below a certain threshold, you start to see resolution in acne, and that's really what our technology does. Mm -hmm. But um, an interesting thing is, you know, kids don't get, uh, I mean, by me, by me, little children don't get acne, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you don't have a five or six year old saying, "Oh my God, me and all my friends have acne." <laughs> <laughs> acne really starts at puberty, and that's because at puberty or before puberty, you don't have very much C. acnes on your skin at all. It's very, very low levels, pretty much zero. Why is that? 
Um, it's because the oil glands on our skin haven't activated yet. Okay. And at puberty, they activate due, mainly due to hormonal changes. Okay. Now, the oil that we produce is the main source of food for this bacteria. When it wasn't there when we were little kids, we didn't have this bacteria, we didn't have acne. Mm -hmm. At puberty, when we start getting a lot of oil on our face, that fuels the growth of this bacteria. And that's when you know acne starts for most of us. Um, and so... Uh, that is another very strong uh, sort of observation in support of the fact that bacteria are driving this disease. Um, now, when you, um, when you control this bacteria, as we've shown in our clinicals, you start to see pretty amazing results. Uh, and the best thing is that unlike other acne products, which are really harsh and cause side effects, uh, because this is being done naturally, it's balancing the microbiome, it's getting to the root cause of the problem. You really don't see any dryness, irritation, redness, inflammation at all. So it's getting okay. to what people refer to as the root cause. Right. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this, is this the same relevance for, say, older women who start hormone replacement therapy like DHEA and they'll break out or even when um, it's very common when my clients start a new like health protocol what I've put it down to is partly the Herxheimer reaction their body's trying to push stuff out of their skin and they'll get breakouts around their chin and their jawline and even I've heard some on their chest as well is this the same idea it's like altering the microbiome not only the supplemental hormones, but the change in the diet? Yeah, I mean, uh, alterations in the microbiome are definitely a part of that kind of response, right? And um, your body, you know, as I'm sure you know, is a homeostatic system, right? It tries to be in whatever state of balance it is now, which is why initially when you're trying to lose weight uh, or, or get fit, like there's an inertia that you have to overcome. Mm. Now, um, the uh, the main issue here is when you change the microbiome from one state to another, you know, you want to give it enough. Well, you want to stick with whatever you're trying to do to make the change, right? Because yeah. that yeah. change is not going to happen overnight because the microbiome wants to be in this one state and you're pushing it to the, the other state. And the other thing is your body is sensing how the microbiome is changing. And so in some cases, not all. Um, you might, your skin may respond with inflammation just because it's like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. There's a big change going on and I don't really know if it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, you know, for some of our customers, they see a, a, a purge or a change, but it's only temporary. And it's, it's basically the result of your microbiome changing and your, your skin is sort of getting normalized to it. How long, once we start this approach, how long does it take for people to see the change in their microbiome or is that individual? Um, it is individual because everyone's microbiome is unique. But from our clinicals, what we learned is that for most people, the, um, uh, the best results are obtained after 60 days or two months of constant use of, of twice daily use. Um, and that's why we sell our products only in a 60-day package and no other form, because we want to kind of try to force people to um, adhere to this and give give it a real chance, mm. you know, because if you can get rid of acne or bring your blemishes under control using this system, it is going to be, you know, hands down the best thing for your skin because of the, the you know, we don't cause skin damage. Mm. 
Um, however, it does take patience and patience is something that we don't always have for acne because you, you know, it's an acute uh, issue. You want to get rid of it and you want to get rid of it now. Well, yeah, because it's visible. Although I barely have patience in Starbucks. I'm like, where's my coffee? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> glad right. you said that because this is the real truth. If you want to fix something and fix it properly, you have to give it time. It's not going to be two weeks, three weeks. It will take time. And a lot of the time, a lot of the time I will see people give up after, oh, three weeks. So oh, this isn't changing. I'm not getting results. No, the body, it can adapt to certain ways and then we have to alter them. And that takes patience and time. So where do prebiotics, probiotics and postbiotics come into this whole system? And that's the basis of your products, right? Uh, right. So our system only has uh, has uh, this technology that's a probiotic, uh, but prebiotics, postbiotics and probiotics are all different ways to kind of influence how your microbiome works. Right. And so they're really looking at uh, trying to change your microbiome to be more healthy, be more balanced, et cetera, be more diverse, et cetera. Uh, so there's different ways to do it. Right. And, and the way I think of it is that um, the reason that microbes and our microbiome is useful to us and has an effect on our health is that the bacteria make certain molecules and those molecules are, I call them happy molecules because they make our body happy. They make our body happy, they keep it healthy, et cetera, right? So what we really want is those molecules that a bacteria makes at the right place at the right time, right? in our gut, on our skin, at certain times when, when we need it. Um, so if your body's perfectly healthy and naturally you have, a, you, ha a, you have a balanced microbiome, you're getting all of those happy molecules in just the right amount at just the right time. However, if you don't have them, you know, one way to get it is by, you know, some may say, hey, let's put the right microbes in the right place and give them the best opportunity to make these happy molecules. So that's using probiotics, right? We're adding beneficial bacterial strains either through pills or through fermented foods like yogurt and kimchi and, and sauerkraut, et cetera. Um, you could also just do an end run around the probiotics and say, hey, I know that I, my body needs certain happy molecules. What if I just made those molecules in a pill and just swallowed that pill, right? Mm -hmm. And that's postbiotics. Or, or what if I just put the postbiotics, those, those happy molecules on my skin? Now, I would caution that we don't know what is the right amount of the happy molecules mm -hmm. and where exactly our body needs, you know, because our gut is actually like a very long and a differentiated organ. It's not just one thing, and it's 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 actually quite long. Um, and so, where the bacteria are, what they're producing, when they're producing it, we, we still don't really know that. Also, we know what we know, and we really don't know what we don't. Which is to say, we know certain happy molecules are important, but then there's a lot of other molecules that these bacteria produce, which we don't even know if they're good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. So we're missing a lot of knowledge here. And so, postbiotics can be a bit reductive. Mm -hmm. um, 
The last one is prebiotics, which is instead of adding probiotics or good bacteria to your system, you can say, hey, I have good bacteria, but they're in smaller quantities than I like. And so I want to encourage them to grow so that they can make more of this happy molecule. And so you would eat prebiotics, which are basically nutrients that specifically encourage the growth of these happy, you know, beneficial bacteria. Um, and so broadly, I, I think of it, again, in terms of a tree, right? Let's say you have a tree in your backyard. Mm -hmm. It's a fruit tree. So the reason you have a, the tree in your yard, let's say it's a, a peach tree, is that it produces peaches and you eat those peaches and you love that. So the peaches are the postbiotic. Mm -hmm. The tree mm -hmm. is the probiotic. And everything you do to fertilize, to weed, et cetera, you know, to, to add manure, compost, that is the prebiotic. Yeah, that's those are great analogies between that one and the rainforest to really help people because not everyone is into the science. Mm -hmm. So then the basis of your product then, is that prebiotic or probiotic? It's probiotic. It's an organism that, that's called a bacteriophage or mm. phage. Um, and it kills bacteria. So it's a, it, phages are, are harmless viruses that exist everywhere in the world. They're in seawater, they're in soil, and, and they're in our body as well. So billions of phages pass through our body every day. Mm. Um, now, phages are pretty much harmless. Are, are, they don't really interact with human cells, but they're nature's best defense against bacteria because the way they live and survive is by eating bacteria. And they're, they're incredibly specific. So they'll kill only one kind of bacteria, not any other, because that's you know what they're evolved to do. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing is that the phages that kill C. acnes, the bacteria that causes and drives acne, there was a study done in 2016 that showed that people with healthy skin have an abundance of these phages on their skin, whereas people with acne skin mostly lack it. Did they say why that was? Well, what this means is, you know, we all have annoying friends who, who went through their whole life, never having acne, have really clear skin, never washed their face, but somehow just mm -hmm. come out looking amazing, right? Chances are that they're carrying this phage naturally. It lives on their skin. It prevents the overgrowth and is like a kind of a gardener, just maintaining a, a healthy level of C. acnes and not beyond. Mm -hmm. And that's why they never got acne. Whereas the rest of us, you know, we're wondering what happened. You know, why do we, why, why are we, you know, so disciplined on the straight and narrow? We're trying everything, but it's not working. Mm. Um, and so our job, as we see it, is to democratize this organism, put it in a bottle so that even if you don't have it, you can put it on your skin, make it a part of your microbiome and balance your skin in a natural way. Yeah, so the bacteriophages, they're targeted bacteria. They're not a probiotic as people would think, like, I'm taking a probiotic, it's supposed to make me healthy. These ones are targeting your specific bad strains and they will not touch anything else. That's right. And just to elaborate on that, so they're going to take out the bad guys mm -hmm. and they're not, that in a way gives room for the good guys to proliferate, but they're not in encouraging directly the good guys to grow that's exactly right and in fact in our clinicals we saw that um when we uh applied phages for you know eight weeks or 60 days uh we saw a really marked increase in microbiome diversity across the board uh, and what that's showing us is when we're bringing this bacteria under control we're seeing the other good bacteria uh flourish 
and um, have some room to grow. And that's resulting in a more balanced and diverse microbiome. So almost like these bacteria were like bullies and they were suppressing the other good stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're like weeds, right? And they'll uh, rob your plants of nutrients and sunlight and all of that stuff that they need to grow. And in order to give your plants space to grow, you need to be weeding. Um, and this is, you know, a, a very, very sophisticated and elegant way to do that. And is there a topical application for this process? Because a lot of people, when they think of acne, especially when we're advising teenagers, keep your skin clean, make sure you wash your face, or we'll use like specific cleansing wipes or there's a lot of antibacterial and anti-acne stuff out there. How does this apply there? Right. So our product is a topical product. So you, you apply it on your skin and it will kill the C acnes, the, bat, the, oh. the acne bacteria on the skin on contact. Um, and like I said, because it's it's it has this really you know targeted way of working, it's not going to kill any other bacteria. And in fact, give the good bacteria room to grow. Um, it is really important to wash your face and, and maintain hygiene because again, um, if you have bacteria buildup, that's going to encourage the growth, the the inflammation and the acne that you're going to see, especially if you have a, a an unbalanced microbiome. Mm. Um, now, you know all acne products are antibacterial in nature. If you're thinking, you know, benzoyl peroxide, antibiotics, retinoids, even azelaic acid, they're all antibacterial, mm. but they're indiscriminate. They're killing good bacteria and bad bacteria at the same time. And that's why they're very harsh. They cause relapses, right? So you apply, you take a product, you're using it for a couple of months, it works great, and then it stops working and you're super frustrated and you have all the side effects from it, but none of the results. Mm -hmm. So um, we're familiar with that cycle of frustration and we're, we're really here to try to break it. Are there any, I have to ask, are there any then complementary molecules that help it work better? We hear, and I even use zinc a lot with teenagers because of dihydrotestosterone and conversion. And so are there, have you done that research? Is there anything that can help this work better? So what we found is because C. acne's the bacteria is such a major part of your skin mm. when you remove it from uh, or when you reduce its overgrowth in the microbiome and the skin uh, the amount of uh, space and nutrients and resources that are freed up are more than sufficient to allow your skin bacteria to flourish and be healthy um, i'm always a little um, you know unlike the gut which is which has far more bacteria. It sees food. It's meant to see food coming down the chute all the time. Mm. The skin is really not like that. It's more of a sort of a like a desert landscape or a scrub forest as it is because it's very dry, slightly acidic. There's not a lot of nutrients. Um, and so what you would do when you add prebiotics, you know, in a big way or or add a lot of nutrients is you're risking putting in, you know, too much too many resources into this landscape that is not meant to be there. You know, you're not meant to put a ton of, you know, um, digestible sugars or fats or, or, you know, nutrients for bacteria on your skin. Um, and so, although we haven't done that research, uh, what we found is that the product that we have, and we're continually improving it, 
Um, it, it works by killing the acne bacteria really well. And of course, we'll continue to do research, like you said, into you know, developing molecules and, and co-formulating with molecules that encourage the um, growth of specific good bacteria. So if somebody applies your product, can they then continue to use their moisturizer, their makeup? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, if you apply it twice a day, uh, that none of that is a problem. Um, we do know that um, you know not all moisturizers are equal, and when we were testing our phages with certain ingredients, we found that they would get affected somewhat. But again, if you're applying it twice a day, it's not really a problem. Uh, but that's also why we uh, developed our own moisturizer, okay. because a lot of people with acne have dry skin, mostly due to the damage that other products have done to their skin. Um, and they need that kind of extra moisture. Uh, and our moisturizer is specifically formulated to work really well with the phages. So they don't disrupt the phages, they keep them happy, and, and we know that. Does the moisturizer also contain the phages as well? No, it's just a serum. Okay. Um, and I know people are going to ask, so when we do apply your product, we want it on clean skin. If you're applying it later on the day, you want to clean your skin first, not apply it on top of your makeup and everything. Absolutely. On clean skin. Um, and that's why we also have a cleanser. So, so we only have three products, a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. Um, the cleanser is meant to, it's a very gentle cleanser. It's non-foaming and it's a gel cleanser. So it uh, just, you know, gently exfoliates your skin. It opens up your pores, which is really important because the phages need to get in there to, to start doing their work. Mm -hmm. um, and then you use the serum, which has uh, live active phages that will specifically kill the acne bacteria and nothing else. Um, and then you finish off with a moisturizer because um, it's really important to moisturize your skin, keep it hydrated. Um, especially if you have acne, uh, but it's very, very light and deeply hydrating without being, you know, oily or or thick on or clogging your pores. So um, it's a very simple regimen that anyone can use. It's meant to be used daily, and unlike other harsh acne products, it doesn't do any damage to your skin. So curiosity has me here. The phages. Do they penetrate through the dermis and enter the bloodstream or do they just stay in the top few layers? And then what happens? Do they just get washed away or? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they stay in the dermis. They do not and cannot enter the bloodstream because they are too big to be, you know, absorbed by the skin like a small molecule would be. Um, they do. Um, um, their only food is this one bacteria, which is okay. their very specific pore. So they're kind of almost magical in a way. So if you apply it on your skin, and let's say you have acne around your jaw primarily, that means that there's a lot of bacterial overgrowth around your jaw, probably not anywhere else. Mm. Um, where there's less C. acne's bacteria, the phages will not be able to find enough food and they'll shortly die and, and just disappear because there's UV damage, there's heat damage, and they can't survive for that long. Mm -hmm. Where they see the acne bacteria, they're going to proliferate, actually make more of themselves and continue doing that until they can't really find enough C. acne bacteria to sustain themselves. Mm -hmm. And then because they have no more food left, again, they kind of uh, clear in, in a few hours. 
Um, and so it's a very elegant mechanism. It's very self-adjusting. And it's really something that, that's been borrowed from nature, from, from our natural ecology. This stuff is on healthy people's skin. Mm. And we're, we've just taken it, we've kind of put, dialed it up to 11, put it in a bottle so that you can put it um, and make it part of your own microbiome. So your business and the research you're doing and even all the research around acne, where do you see that going now? Like, what are you guys focusing on? And is there any new science coming out? Yeah, I mean, um, we're always working in the lab to make our product better, right? So how do we make these phages better at killing bacteria, finding bacteria, getting to where they need to be, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and our goal is always to, to solve these problems and then bring it into the product cycle as quickly as possible. And that's why we've in-housed our you know, R&D and many parts of our manufacturing as well. Um, beyond acne, we see that phage technology has a lot of potential in things like eczema, again, another you know, condition which is driven by bacterial overgrowth which doesn't have great um, um, solutions. Think, you use things like um, steroids or bleach baths, which are you know, pretty, pretty medieval. Yeah, I mean, you know, imagine telling, being a doctor and telling uh, a parent of a two-year-old kid or one-year-old kid who has eczema all over their body that, oh, you need to you know, dilute bleach with water and then dip your kid in it. It's, no. it's incredible. Um, and so I think there's a lot of potential in uh, condi skin conditions like that. Mm -hmm. um, and beyond skin, you know, like our, our broader goal is to try and impact many aspects of human health, whether it's oral health, gut health, et cetera, uh, where we can impact, have a tangible impact by changing the microbiome. Uh, and that's, that's our broader goal. Yeah. Have you, do you look much into anti-inflammatories with the consideration, like a lot of this is an inflammatory response. I know a lot of your focus is on the bacteria, but have you done much on even anti-inflammatories for eczema? Because I noticed they help a lot with my clients, anti-inflammatory yeah. diets, EPA, DHA, the, the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the name of the game, right? So many of our diseases are driven by inflammation. Uh, and one really key part of them is to try to figure out what the source of that inflammation is and then to remove it or to tamp it down, right? Mm. Now, in the case of bacterially caused infection or, or bacterially driven diseases, right? Uh, where it's not just a balance in your immune system, it's not an autoimmune thing, for example. Um, what's happening is that the uh, inflammatory trigger is extrinsic, right? Which means it's coming from outside. Mm. And so if you don't directly address that, you're not going to be able to get to the source of the inflammation and shut it off. Mm -hmm. And so all of your other interventions are going to be indirect in the sense that you're trying to get your body to um, respond less to the inflammatory stimulus, but you're not taking away that stimulus itself, right? Mm -hmm. So as I see it, the problem is still there. You're just avoiding it. You know, you're just pretending it's not there and you're trying to get your body to do that. And so Specifically in the case of inflammatory, bacterially driven diseases, this technology becomes really important because it's really the only way to, uh, in a targeted and precise fashion, address the root cause. It just, again, curiosity, would this be helpful for something like BV or urinary tract infections, which again are bacteria driven? 
Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that's a, an excellent uh, a target for this kind of technology. Um, I know that, you know, especially for women, um, urinary tract infections and, and, and um, you know, BV can be just really a, a chronic, long-lasting and an unending kind of problem where you go to the doctor, you get antibiotics, it causes all sorts of other disruptions, then you're okay for a few weeks and then it comes mm -hmm. back um, and it never really goes away. You're never feeling really comfortable in your skin or, you know, when you're out and about. And it can be really, you know, uh, demotivating, debilitating um, and uh, wear you down over a long period of time. Um, and yeah, we have antibiotics. We're seeing more and more antimicrobial resistance. So it's getting harder and harder to eradicate the, the problem from your system. Um, and so these kinds of technologies, which are targeted, they're not doing a lot of damage. They're causing no antimicrobial resistance. Uh, I think they will become more and more popular. Again, like I said at the beginning, someone has to bring them into the real world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that's something we will get the chance to do in due time. So you may be working on an oral application for the likes of UTI and BV? Uh, I would, well, if I were to make it, I wouldn't be oral. It would be a direct application to the site. Like a suppository or something. Right, a suppository or something like, you know, a, a, a medicated pad or something mm. that you just apply or, I don't know, even an ointment. Um, delivery is, a, is an important question. Um, and these phages kind of deliver themselves to the, for the most part, which is great, but you'd have to figure out the right way to apply it. That would be very, very interesting. I have many clients who have chronic reoccurring infections and I, it just blows my mind. How can you live like this? But the doctors just keep giving more antibiotics and just worse and worse and worse. And there's no end to it. Like there has to be an end somewhere. Yeah, it's I mean, it, I, I just think it's really sad. And it's high time that we, we did something about it, right? Because uh, there are people suffering. And it just for some people, it just seems like such a never ending cycle that um, the need is acute, and, and we need to work on it. Yeah, and it has a huge ripple effect as well, all these um, medications. So this was really fascinating. You really thought I not just me but my audience a lot on acne because it is it's a big problem it's almost an epidemic so where can my followers find out more about your product and follow you and the information you're putting out um so we are phyla p-h-y-l-a uh you can find us online at phylabiotics.com um, and on socials, we are at Phylobiotics on, you know, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and, and Facebook. Um, on our website, we have um, a lot of details about our science, about our clinicals, um, and we encourage people to go there and uh, educate themselves, you know, make the best informed decision. Um, and we also have uh, the products there to sell. Uh, right now we're direct to consumer, um, and, uh, we're, we're getting into more and more outlets, but you know, I'll, I'll let you know when that happens. One last question, and this might sound a bit crazy and you don't have to answer me if you don't want to your product, would it be safe to try internally say somebody took it upon themselves to, uh, put it in, uh, vaginal applicator on top of some sort of internal suppository just to see if it helped do you think that would be safe or viable 
Um, in terms of safety, I would say yes, but in terms of efficacy, I would say no, because like I said, um, the phages are very, very specific. Mm. And so the, our phages will kill only acne bacteria. Okay. Um, and so because the bacteria causing UTIs is different, it's usually E. coli, it's almost always E. coli, um, our phages wouldn't have no effect against the E. coli. Um, and so you really need an E. coli phage in that case that mm -hmm. that kills it. Um, and I and I know some you know labs that are working on this, but again, like I said, gotta take it from the lab into the real world. Yeah, yeah, that was just my mind wandering. What? How can we do more? <laughs> no, I mean you have the exact right idea. It's just uh, someone's got to develop it and make it a product. And our acne product, unfortunately, wouldn't be uh, useful for that application. Well, brilliant. Thank you. This was a really great conversation, like super interesting for me, obviously. Thank you for your time. And I will put all of your links and everything in the description. This was been really great. So thank you. Thanks, Jermaine. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>